Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and today we are talking about the new February 2020 Marvel Comics solicitations that were released today. Uh, you can access these either through uh, Newsarama, is usually where I get mine. So just, I mean, you can just Google Marvel Marvel Comics February 2020 solicitations. And uh, the whole list of all the comics and graphic novels and posters that are coming out for uh, the three months in advance. So uh, for those of you that don't know, every month Marvel releases the comics that are coming out three months in advance so that you can uh, notify your comic shop or make the proper preparations to uh, put you know whatever series you want on hold at the shop. And uh, so it's always fun to see what things are coming down the pipeline, and it's a great indicator for uh, many different things. So we're going to dive right in. I'm going to go over my. Uh, well, I'll go. I'll go through most of them. I'm going to highlight all of the new uh, the new series that are going to be coming out. Along with there were some um, there's some graphic novels that looked like uh, a good talking point, and then if I have any other things, I'll bring that up as well as we scroll down this list. So, uh, the first thing that Marvel is promoting and premiering is Wolverine issue number one, which is by Benjamin Percy and Adam Kubert. Interesting, Adam Kubert and Victor Bogdanovic. And uh, this is going to be set in the Dawn of X uh, universe, or this this current day X-Men universe. So that's exciting. But what's more exciting about this is it is a 72-page parental advisory comic. So it's $7.99, this first issue. So it's the same size as the Absolute Carnage first issue. So if you like those big issues, those very heavy issues that uh, have tons of pages, tons to read, this is going to be the comic for you. And uh, it says, Wolverine's been through a lot. He's been a loner. He's been a killer. He's been a hero. He's been an Avenger. He's been to hell and back. Now, as the nation of Krakoa brings together all mutant kind, he can finally be happy? With his family all together and safe, Wolverine has everything he ever wanted and everything to lose. Uh, Benjamin Percy and Adam Kubert bring the best there is to his new home, plus the return of Omega Red, which is interesting because that was one of the foreshadow variants that uh, House and Powers had on that last issue. I believe that was uh, House of X 6. The issue variant cover was of Omega Red walking through the portal or one of the portals. So I will, uh, I'm thinking I'm going to get on this. I will probably put this on my Midtown order. Um, uh, just because there are still, I mean, like, you're going to see here in a sec, there are a lot of X-Men comics this month. And I guess there's a theme, there's two themes, one of them being Wolverine, and the other theme is Iron Man 2020. So we've got a Wolverine graphic comic box. Uh, the Marvel Tales issue this month is Wolverine, which is exciting, and Euclid doing the cover. And uh, <clears throat> it's going to take, uh, it says, classic tales from Uncanny X-Men issue 162, X-Men issue 4 and X-Men issue 25. So if you're a fan of those stories and uh, I'm thinking one, it says when Magneto threatens the entire planet, a climactic battle will change everything for Logan. So I wonder if that's the issue where uh, Magneto rips out the adamantium from Wolverine. Either way, it's exciting. And if you're a fan of any of these, it looks like it's going to be written by Chris Claremont. You got Jim Lee, John Byrne, um, 
it's just it's a who's who. And then there's a the facsimile editions for the month of February are Wolverine, Claremont and Miller issue number one, and Wolverine, Claremont and Busima issue number one. So that is the uh, it's the issue the first Wolverine issue the one <clears throat> famous issue where he's got his claws out and he's doing the come hither fashion and then the other one is. Uh, from that was from 1982, and then this other one was from 1988. So those are both coming. That's a full 30, 3.99 price for the the ads and all. Uh, another new series that's coming out. Very interested in this. It's the X Men Fantastic Four by Chip Zdarsky and Terry Dodson doing the art and the covers. The first two. It's a it's a mini series, so it's only four issues. And the first two issues come out in February. The first issue is oversized at $4.99. It says, Krakoa, every mutant on Earth lives there except for one. But now it's time for Franklin Richards to come home. It's the X-Men vs. the Fantastic Four. And nothing will ever be the same. Uh Uh-oh. And then the second issue says, The world has been reshaped by the X-Men, but you can't reshape a world without encountering its true master, Doom. Uh Uh-oh. Definitely interested in that series. And same with this next one, guys. We've been waiting for this. Russell Dowderman premiered the cover a long time ago, and I've been on pins and needles ever since. Giant Size X-Men, Jean Grey and Emma Frost by Jonathan Hickman. Art and cover by Russell Dowderman. Oh man, so not only is he gracing us with this beautiful cover, he is going to be painting 40 pages worth. And it's a one-shot, so this this part's interesting. So it says, the first of five essential X tales specially designed to showcase some of Marvel's best artists. First up, Russell Dowderman, superstar artist of Thor and War of the Realms. When Storm is in danger, it's going to take two of the most powerful telepaths on Earth working together to make things right. Jean Grey and Emma Frost together again for the good of Krakoa. That There's some interesting implications there, so I'm assuming all five. It's probably going to be my bet, if I'm a betting man, is that it's going to be the Young Guns. And uh, if that's the case, I would guess that it's going to be... I honestly, I don't even want to go into guessing on that because I could be wrong. I'm just thinking that they uh, some okay. If this was my five, I would do Russell Dowderman. I would say Pepe Larraz, but I feel like that's the easy way out since he already did House of X. But if we're gonna do it, we're throwing him in there. Uh, and then who else is in that list? Um, Mike Del Mundo. Uh, oh, I would do Marco Marco Caquetto is that my would be my third, and then. Um, I'm trying to think of who else would be really people who haven't really done X-Men in a while or haven't done X-Men ever. Like I said, Pepe Larraz, I guess. Mike Del Mundo would be interesting, but his art is is like watercolor painting, so I don't know if it would be the same good aesthetic for X-Men. I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm just excited. I'm excited that this is a thing. I'm excited that it's only five issues. And there's another interesting tidbit in here too in terms of uh, – just knowing when things are going to end, it's always nice to know if something is a mini-series versus being an ongoing series because sometimes, especially when you're buying things three months in advance, it's like, I if I'm pre, say I'm pre-ordering you know, uh, Wolverine issue number one and then I, I'm not going to know if I like Wolverine issue number one 
until three months from now. And by then, I will have already, you know, probably pre-ordered the other three issues as it's coming up. And so it's like I'm already, you know, into four issues. Where X-Men and Fantastic Four, one of four, I'm going to just easily snag that. Because that's going to be over in probably, what, two months if they do two next month? Or they may do one next month and one the other month to drag it out. But regardless, it's just nice knowing that. With that said, there is no Fallen Angels issue coming out this month. And what I'll point out is, like I said, most arcs are six issues. And all of the the, the X-Men series this month are all on their seventh issue. So I think uh, Fallen Angels is only going to be a six-issue series. So there's another little mini-series, I guess, which is kind of nice. I hope uh, Brian Hill is able to pull off a really good story in those six issues. But we've got Excalibur and X-Men both getting an issue. Marauders is getting two, as is X-Force and New Mutants. And all written and done by the same people. Actually, Marauders is now being art is done by uh, Stefano Caselli, which is is great. Stefano Caselli is a phenomenal artist. He did he's done a lot of on and off sort of things. I I know him from like uh, the Avengers Initiative. He's done some of the current Jason Aaron Avengers run actually. And I believe, I feel like he did some of Avengers Academy, but I'm not sure. All I know is I like him, so that's a, he's a good fit for that series. And again, same for, or, I'm just interested to that, because we've only gotten one issue of New Mutants, and now we're at New Mutants 7 and 8. It's still the back and forth where Jonathan Hickman is writing issue 7, Ed Brisson is writing issue 8, Rod Reese is doing issue 7, but Marco Fiala is doing issue 8. So we'll see... Um, where that one's going as well but if you're sticking on with this these I don't think uh, I don't think there's any reason to jump off now these series have been really 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 good and Russell Dowderman's still doing the covers for Marauders so you can't beat that um, another new series coming out Falcon and the Winter Soldier surprise surprise uh, this is a mini series one of five by Derek Landy and Federico Vincentini and uh, there's some, it says, uh, an office of dead government agents, a gifted new killer, two ex-Captain Americas. What a dramatic attempt on the, when a dramatic attempt on the life of Bucky Barnes reunites him with Sam Wilson. The two old friends are plunged headlong into the race to uncover the new leader of Hydra before a mass casualty event announces the terror group's resurgence into the world. Ooh, interesting. Same with, uh, we got issues one and two of Ant-Man, which is also a mini-series of one of five issues, written by Zeb Wells and art by Dylan Burnett. And it says, uh, Scott Lang is back and doing better than ever, or at least that's according to him, but his daughter Stinger and the anthill he's living in say otherwise. Despite or desperate to raise his daughter's opinion of him, Scott takes a job from local beekeepers only to uncover a global conspiracy that could topple the world order. No time to call the Avengers. This sounds like a job for Ant-Man? Um, interesting, interesting. And then, yeah, a lot of other continuations here. We're getting another issue of Thor, Guardians. But another new series coming is Nebula, one of five, another miniseries by Vita Ayala and Claire Rowe on art with a beautiful cover by Jen Bartel. So hats off to Jen. Oh, that's who I would say then. I would say I would love an X-Men issue with by Jen Bartel. That would be phenomenal. And I know she's done some X-Men covers and they look amazing. Uh, but like I said, Iron Man 2020. So Iron Man 2020 is moving ahead, two of six, along with some new uh, miniseries, 2020 Machine Man, issue one of two, 
2020 Force Works, issue one of three. And then it's the Iron Man 2020 True Believers Month. So all the True Believers comics this month are in regards to Iron Man. It looks like a Pepper Potts issue, Arno Stark, Albert and LCD, and Jocasta and War Machine. There's also another new series coming out called Marvel's Voices. Uh, It's a one-shot, 40 pages. And it says, Marvel's acclaimed podcast series focusing on telling the stories of diverse creators and their unique perspectives becomes a one-shot of brand new adventures. The X-Men find their place in the world after declaring a new nation. Killmonger strikes. Moon Girl and Devil Dino return. Interesting. Uh, One-shot, I'm probably not going to pick it up, but it sounds like an interesting concept. Uh, then we got some more of the Jessica Jones, Tarot, n- another new series here, Gwen Stacy. Uh, again, hats off to Marvel. It's another mini series, issues one of five. Gwen and Peter may not have met until Amazing Spider-Man issue 31, but that doesn't mean Gwen's life began on that page. Learn the never-before-told origin of Gwen Stacy, top of her class, daughter of the police captain, and, as her friend Harry Osborn calls her, the beauty queen of Standard High. But she's way more than you ever know. Gwen's got a science brain, a nose for trouble, and a no-quit attitude that always gets her in trouble. Uh... Okay, so she's got a nose for her no-quit attitude. Uh, in the early Marvel Universe, that's a recipe for disaster. Don't miss Gwen, Captain Stacy, Harry and Norman Osborn, Crime Master, Wilson Fisk, Gene DeWolf, Yuri Watanabe, and even Spider-Man. Uh, that's written by Christos Gage with art by Todd Nuck and cover by Adam Hughes with some variant covers too. There's a J. Scott Campbell variant cover, so I will probably order that. Um, just because I've said it before, I love J. Scott Campbell. So, um, you know, any anytime I can get his art is great. We get the second issue of Star coming out, which is, guys, I read the uh, the four issues of Captain Marvel, uh, issues 8 through 11, the introduction of Star. Really good. Really, really good. I, uh, I'm looking forward to talking about it on the next comics podcast, which will probably be one time. And, and this is a good po- call out as well for those of you listening to this who've been listening to my comic stuff. I am out. Uh, I'm on vacation. I said this month is going to be a busy one. I am out all next week. Uh, so I will, there will be no podcast recordings during the week. And then, um, next weekend, is going to be, I will post the uh, November Comic Book Club on uh, the following weekend. So not this weekend, but next weekend, right at the end of November. Again, that's going to be Silver Surfer Requiem, Requiem, uh, issues one through four, uh, which can be got got on uh, Marvel Unlimited. And I'll be reviewing that, talking about it, and... uh, but then on the next comics one, I will uh, I'll try and talk about Captain Marvel. But then I'm out again, so uh, the following week as well. Um, so the, it's going to be a little light during this holiday season. But I've got some very very exciting uh, episodes that I'm going to be recording in December. Since it's Christmas, uh, I I feel like I need to give you guys some gifts, and one of those gifts is an episode that I've been thinking about for a very long time. There's been a lot of discussion around the future of Marvel Studios and where things have come, where things have gone, and what better way to talk about my relationship with Marvel Studios than to do a play-by-play 
uh, sort of discussion of all of the Marvel movies, because I have not talked about any of them, and that was the whole reason I was inspired to do this podcast in the first place, and I've just been waiting for a good time to do it. So what the plan is, uh, not to get into too much detail, but the plan is going to be to, uh, I'll have an episode, it'll probably be a longer episode, but it's just going to be me talking about my life, where my life was at during all of the Marvel movies, and then my thoughts on all of the Marvel movies. So it's, it's going to be kind of a twofer. You're going to get my thoughts on all of the movies, but then kind of my thoughts on Marvel because, and obviously I will be diving really deep into this, but I, I've been a Marvel fan for a long time, but when the news broke in uh, whenever year that was that uh, Marvel was starting their own movie company, uh, I was fascinated with that because I, I it was right... Uh, right as I was going to college and I, I went to college for business school. So I have, I have some, I'd like to think uh, unique insights on uh, over the years of what I've seen from Marvel, from a business perspective, not so much as a movie studio perspective, because uh, I've noticed a lot of the things that they've done over the years that, um, you know, some people have balked at or what have you, but uh, I've seen them as really smart business moves. And so we'll, we'll be going into that deep dive into that for Christmas, plus some other surprises. So, uh, let's get back to it. Venom issue number 23. Um, and, and at this point it's, oh, this one was interesting because, uh, so it was, it's still, I think still Venom Island. It says Venom Island comes alive, but it says face front readers, the seeds of next year's Venom event are already beginning to grow. So like I said, Donnie Cates is, he's got a plan. He's a man with a plan and he's got a very long-term plan for Venom, which is exciting to me. I know in the very beginning, he said that he had about 50 issues in his head for Venom and we're almost halfway there, which is exciting. So um, looking forward to see how that goes. We've got Ravencroft, Symbiote Spider-Man, all the classics in here. And uh, let's see if there's any other um, single or new issues. Not not too many. A lot of these series are wrapping up as well. We're getting issues 5 for uh, Spider-Verse, Black Cats, almost to issue 10. Congrats to them. And uh, the new the Marvel Avengers, those prequels to the video games, the Hulk is this month. So if you're a fan of that, um, jump on that. We've got uh, the new, oh, new, another Immortal Hulk. This one's interesting. It says, uh, there's a new monster in town. He's cuddly. He's lovable. He's down with the kids. And he's available for your corporate retreat. Yes, there was another Hulk once. The one who made all those nasty threats to end the world. But who needs him? The living Hulk is here. And he's going to save us all or your money back interesting i can't wait to catch up on that on marvel unlimited like i said though guys man uh i wish i was keeping up with that in real time but it's you know now that i'm on marvel unlimited with it it doesn't make sense but here's another new one it's a one shot fantastic four grim noir by jerry duggan and ron garney ben grim throws his hat on his hat and overcoat to solve a mystery that's come alive right out of his nightmares what is dr strange's nemesis despair doing on yancey street uh-oh um, here's another one. If you guys are following Ghost Rider, there's a Spirits of Ghost Rider Mother of Demons one-shot by Ed Brisson and Roland Bashi. Uh, Since the dawn of man, she has birthed the worst of humanity's ills. Her kin call her mama while men curse her name, Lilith. And when all the throne of every netherworld are united, they shall call her by a new name, Queen. Um, as long as this Lilith is the same Lilith from... Uh, uh, the chilling adventures of sabrina sign me up oh and and as well if you guys are following the uh 
Captain Marvel, too, the cover for Captain Marvel 15 looks so good. Uh, wait, Fox is true. Oh, man. Okay, well, congrats. This Captain Marvel 15 has spoiled the surprise villain that is in Captain Marvel issue 12. I saw some articles this t- today, some headlines about it, that there's an inhuman villain, um, and it's literally saying their name here. So um, that's a bummer. I'm going to skip over that and do my best to forget it by the time that comes out. Uh, there's an interesting, and funny enough, if you guys remember when I was talking about the uh, the last Avengers issue that I reviewed, I had said the, the real thing I wanted was that Tony Stark in 1 million BC, I called it, None of the, it doesn't seem like any of those issues coming up are going to have him in it because this issue, issue Avengers issue 31, The Temptation of Anthony Stark, it's a special oversized issue. Trapped in an icy cave at the dawn of time, Tony Stark has lost most of his armor and a good chunk of his mind. And tonight when the sun goes down and the devil comes round again, Iron Man may very well lose whatever's left of his soul. A dark tale of hell and ice and iron, unlike any Golden Avenger story you've ever read, featuring the gorgeously gritty visuals of guest artist Gerardo Zafino, written by Jason Aaron. And that one's got a J. Scott Campbell Gwen Stacy variant cover, so I may be getting that from Midtown. Um, but yeah, so uh, there's some other ones. Yondu is finishing up, if any of you guys were fans of that. And it looks like Swordmaster and Arrow are still barreling ahead with issues 8. I'm really happy to see that. Uh, Marvel's Black Widow Prelude, issue 2 of 2. Uh, again, I can't confirm or deny that this has anything, like has any actual information in regards to the new Black Widow movie. But I would wonder if maybe it does only because there's no movie to base it off of. Like I said last time, all the prequels are based off of the prior movie, and there's no prior Black Widow movie. But I wonder if maybe they will, uh, um, you know, just recap all of the things from all of the movies that Black Widow has been in, which would suck. But we'll see. We'll see. Only time will tell. Uh, Dark Agnes by Becky Cloonan and Luca Pizzari, uh, issue one of five. That is a new, uh, solo comic series for, um, she's a, I think a Conan character, Robert E. Howard's Swordswoman in her first solo comic series. Forced into an arranged marriage, Agnes de Chastillon took matters into her own violent hands to free herself from the yoke of a life she never wanted. Now the woman known as Dark Agnes, along with her mercenary partner, Etienne Vierre, uh, make their way through 16th century France as cell swords to their way to join the wars in Italy where the real money is. But when Etienne is captured by the Duke of Alencon, forces and a set of execution, it's up to the dark to Dark Agnes to save the day. But what evil designs are being enacted on Agnes, and will she doom herself by saving Etienne? That's a real guys. That's too long. That is way too long of a of a. Just tell us that it's Dark Agnes, and we'll. I mean, just show us these covers. The covers look great. Um, yeah, and then now, for those of you who don't know where, Jim Zub has taken over Conan the Barbarian uh, with issue number 13, so um, Jason Aaron is gone off of that. We're also getting a new Darth Vader series, Star Wars Darth Vader, issue number one by Greg Pak, with art by Raffaele Inco, Inco? Uh, with cover by Inhyuk Lee, That's, and it's a good-looking cover, guys. Uh, in the shattering climax of The Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader infamously reveals his true relationship to Luke Skywalker and invites his son to rule the galaxy at his side, but Luke refuses, plunging into the abyss beneath Cloud City rather than turn to the dark side. 
We all remember Luke's utter horror in this life-altering moment, but what about Vader? In this new epic chapter in the Darth Vader saga, the Darth Lord, the Dark Lord grapples with Luke's unthinkable refusal and embarks on a bloody mission of rage-filled revenge against everything and everyone who had a hand in hiding and corrupting his only son. But even as he uncovers the secrets of Luke's origin, Vader must face shocking new challenges from his own dark past. Interesting. Uh, oh, here we go. So we're getting into the graphic novels. There's some new omnibuses coming out. There's a Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man omnibus that collects uh, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man along with... Cat- wow, it's literally everything. It's 1,168 pages for 125 bucks. Uh, so it's, I think that might be everything that he's done. Ultimate, Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man issues 1 through 12. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man 1 through 3, Spider-Man, Spider-Men 1 through 5, that's the Brian Michael Bendis one where they, um, kind of the, the beginnings of the Spider-Verse. And then we got an Adventure into Fear omnibus, which just collects Fear issues 1 through 31. I'm not familiar with the series, but it sounds interesting. And there was a, ooh, there's an Art Germ uh, Marvel portfolio for any of you who are interested in that. Oh, here's what I wanted to call out. So, uh, remember what I had said last month about Dawn of X Volume One? Uh, there is a Dawn of X Volume Two and Three, and a trade paperback for seventeen ninety nine, and all of them <clears throat> just contain the second and third issues. Uh, the Volume Two is all the second issues of X Men, X Force, Marauders, etc., and then the issue now Volume Three is all of the th- issue threes. So that just leads me to believe that if I hang on long enough, if we hang on long enough. Uh, I bet you there's going to be an omnibus for all of it, which would be really cool. I would pre-order that in a heartbeat. Um, this whole, I mean, even if it had, I've got House of X, Powers of Ten pre-ordered, and that one's uh, that one's coming in in December. But um, oh man, the Dawn of X has been almost just as good. So uh, really grateful for that. Bunch of other good trade trade paperbacks, some good X Men ones, and then a, uh, one of the children's sort of the smaller print graphic novels of the uh, Rocket Raccoon and Groot series, issues one through ten for twelve ninety nine. Those ones are really fun if you've got kids, um, or you know even if you're just a fan, they're just there. It's only twelve bucks for ten issues, so it's it's like half the price of what you would pay. Probably no, almost more than half of what you would pay for a regular sized graphic novel, but these ones are trim size, so they're six inches, six inches by nine inches, so a little smaller. Um, but that's that's the only one that's coming out this month in regards to that. So those are the things that are coming out this month, or not this month, but February. So uh, you know, look into Midtown Comics and get your pre-orders in there, or find your local comic shop. And uh, let them know which of these you want to get added to your lists. Or you can be like me and do both. But for Comics and Cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein. Thanks so much for listening and uh, enjoy reading these comics. (laughs) 